Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Hey, season four, episode one of the Kevin and Philip Project. I'm not sure I thought we'd go four seasons when we started this, but. Uh, and since we've talked to you last, uh, Kevin's a little tanner. <laughs> You're as tan as I am. Yeah, everybody's. So we, we're uh, going to get right into kind of what we've been doing yep, for the. I, yep. I just want to say thanks to everybody. I know. Uh, we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast when it down when it first comes out. I see the stats, and I've had a lot of people come up to me this summer. When are you guys doing a podcast? When are you guys doing a podcast? And unfortunately, our schedules in the summer don't allow for us to have a lot of time to uh, to do the podcast. So, and what from what Jimmy says, die, uh, the dying sport of baseball. Nobody watches it, so we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Nope. Nothing, nothing to talk about, and we didn't. <laughs> we don't want to just feed politics the year round, and and the uh, the city of Salina the year round. So uh, it's kind of nice to have a little break during the summer. But yep. here comes football season. I can smell it on the horizon. I yep. always feel sorry for kids this time of year because I think, hey, how would you like to be out there with a football helmet on? No, thank it's you. It's hot. It yep. is hot. Yep. Early morning, late nights, nothing in between. No, uh, and I. I, I saw that K State was moving their stuff to the grass fields today, but uh, man, being on that turf, oh, it'd just be miserable. Yeah, I don't know how they can handle it. I know everybody that's a welder out there says I quit being a big wuss. Come on, it ain't that hot, but but for an eighteen-year-old kid that's been sitting in the air conditioning all summer playing video games, it's pretty <laughs> darn hot. Yep. So, well, we're back here in a couple of weeks on the next podcast. We'll do our annual. Uh, breakdown of big 12 and, and specifically k-state and ou football as well but uh we got a lot of stuff to cover it's been a, lot, a long three months or four months or so since we last did one what have you been up to since uh since the last podcast did you know i feel like uh, annabelle says to me yesterday that she's out by the pool and said this is the fastest summer i've ever went through dad well, you, you, and i remember as a 14 year old thinking my summers were shorter short, and, yep. shorter yep. and shorter and and I said, well, summer's not over for me yet. I've still got a few months to go. So we've had a pretty good summer just out uh, doing some things, traveling, going to the lake, of course, quite a bit. Um, Kevin even come down and stayed with me for the, at the lake for a week. Yep. Um, just got off of a cruise last week, a little cruise. Harper's left for school, and we did an end-of-year senior trip sort of deal with the three girls and uh, Harper, and we just cruised out of New Orleans to Cosamaya and Cozumel. Which was a nice little quick trip. It's just a five-day cruise. Um, truly, you know, we were talking about the cruise cruise industry just two years ago saying it's just dead. Not gonna. It was a packed cruise. The, the, I went and listened to the – to keep yourself busy on the cruise, you'll go do whatever's going on. So yep. I went and listened to one day's questioning from the captain, and the, he had like the, the person, the director of all the fun and everything, and the captain, and so you could ask questions. Well – he said they're back fully staffed, you know, but very, um, pretty much the whole carnival, all the carnival cruises that are going out, they've got their people back. Some that left, they said, didn't come back, found new careers or whatever. But, but essentially on that cruise ship, you have people from the Philippines in the majority. Yep. I would say the, the high majority. Now, I don't know what's going on under deck, down below deck, or who, what those people are. But then almost all of your bar and entertainment are all people from 
Europe, South America, mm-hmm. all those kind of places. Uh, the Ukraine, several girls were there from the Ukraine. So you think, well, I don't know how they got out or did they get out at the right time? Because I can't imagine that it's easy to get in and out of the Ukraine right now. But but those were the people that were working on the ship. And I think that's essentially if you're going to be counting on Americans and people out of, out of New Orleans, trouble. you'd be in trouble. Yeah. You've got to get people from yeah. around the world. The time that they spend on the ship, it's like a six-month-on, three-weeks home, yep. six months-on, three-weeks home. Um, so I, you learn a lot listening to that captain. But it, it's a it's a fun industry, but I would say that it would be very tough for most Americans to go work in that industry. Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, you know, I... As Unless I've, you're an entertainer. As I've gotten older um, and thinking and seeing some of the things that people do that they do for a job to make money, and I'm like... That'd be kind of cool. Yep, that would be one. If you were younger, no attachments, it'd probably be fun for a little bit, you not didn't for a long mind time. But double bunking, right? That's essentially you're you're going to be double bunked yeah. the whole time. Um, and your one boy had braces on, and Lisa asked him, "Where do you see an orthodontist if you're on the ship all the time?" And he said, "It's very cheap in Cozumel, and he goes into Cozumel every month and mm-hmm. gets all of his that kind of work done." So little perks. You know, there's things that are cheaper that they get, and I, I don't know what their health insurance would be. It wouldn't surely be covered in Mexico and America and yeah. everywhere else. But but anyway, it's... Um, yeah, I just think about that. I might have mentioned that on this podcast before, but like I said, you're younger, you're unattached, your living expenses are paid, Yep. your meals are paid, your drinks are paid, when you do have time off and can kind of unwind and have fun. I think it'd be fun for a little bit. I wouldn't do it for a long period of time, but I no, think it it'd be, be fun. fun. See the world on somebody else's dime. Right. The the uh, the comedian that was on there, and there were two or three comedians, but the one that told kind of the, his story, he said that he flies into Cozumel and gets on different ships, or sometimes he leaves from whatever port he's at. So he literally goes ship to ship to ship to ship. He's not yep. stuck in one place all yep. the time, and uh, and goes back home and then flies back into the next port and that kind of stuff. And I would assume a guy like that makes a decent living. He's probably a. I mean, he's been on some television shows. The guy I can't tell you what his name was, but he was very comedic um the the music probably not as good as nashville but but good musicians whatever but anyway that's one of the things we did this summer but we actually did spend quite a bit of time um at the lake and then a a whole lot of time here uh in salina trying to find people that want a job there's a (laughs) there's a shortness of that right now well we just saw each other uh this this weekend friday saturday and sunday yesterday you uh Sent uh, daughter number one off to school. Yep. How'd that go? Um, you know, we get down there and met roommates and uh, just turned out fine. Bunch of good kids she's good. in the room with. So she left pretty, ha- or we left, and she was pretty happy. It's easy when you're, you leave and they're happy. And uh, her, I think one of her grandmas was going to see her today, and the other one came and ate dinner with her last night. So they're only an hour away from her. She'll be living in Stillwater. But, um, but anyway, that's... Um, I told Lisa, don't be too sad, because in a year, you'll get to do it again. <laughs> yeah. And then in two, three and years two, after yeah. that, you get to or do three, it again. Yeah. So yep. we're, soon we'll be empty nesters, I suppose. And, yep. and that it is a tough time. And I said something on a Facebook post that, you know, it's tough for every dad. And I think about Kevin. He's an only childer. Uh, when he loses his, yep. he doesn't have three more nope, to stick around. Nope. We were talking about that to, Saturday night. Yeah. So I'm going to be a mess that day. So... <laughs> 
But for you for the summer, you've probably spent a lot more time behind chain link fences than <laughs> I spent. Well, um, and in front of them more than yes, that. Yes, but in front uh, of man, that's what that turf is hot in the summertime. But no, had a good softball season this year. Most team did pretty good. Ended the season with uh, a third place at a national tournament. We had some teams from. Nebraska, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma. I think there might have been one from Texas. Um, finished third in that tournament, so it was a good good way to end the season. Mo got her first dinger in her in her yep. softball career this year. Little Ricky um, Henderson. Just uh, yeah, I'm not really sure that it actually went over the fence, but the umpire said it did, so that's good that, enough that's for good me. Enough so for me. yeah, we went to we we did a short trip to Grand Lake, as Phil mentioned. It was a fun place to to go visit. Morgan came back with an accent for a few days, and and we learned some. Uh, we're calling them fillisms Color, in our house words. that uh, seem to get repeated on about a every other day basis. So. We took a couple of Mo's friends as well, and so they were enthralled with the uh, Oklahoma accent as well. Yes, they all came back with accents, so <laughs> that was that was fun. But uh, uh, you know, one of the I things. Oh, go go ahead. ahead. I was going to just do a little shout out, and I can't even tell you what the guy's name is, but the girls that he brought with him. Uh, all three girls sit down. I keep a guitar and I play the guitar oh, uh, yeah. novicely, but I can play country songs. Um, but the girls sat down and started. Kevin said, "Just play us some songs." You wouldn't believe how good these girls are. That uh, Kevin said the only thing they took was that South Middle. They took the guitar there. You'll have to say the man's name yep. that teaches them. Yep. But I'm telling you, if your kids at South Middle and has an opportunity to go through that day, through that guitar class. They need to do it. These kids can. I, I would. I'd say on Kevin, if the three girls would have stuck with it or will stick with it, they'll be pretty darn good guitar players. Yep. No, I, I love it. And then, and as an adult now, one of the things I love to do is is to sit around and whether we're listening to music or somebody knows how to pick up a guitar and play some music and and have a sing along type of thing. And I've always wanted to be able to do that. I've tried to teach myself how to do it and it's not uh, ever worked out, but I told her I said you're it's a good uh, good skill to have. So, yeah, kudos Matt Jerry's is, is the name. He's uh he's uh, or Matt Gary, sorry, I don't know why I just said that, but he's the uh the South Middle School uh, teacher there that does guitar and he does some some he's doing some summer stuff at the Stiefel this year, I think. I saw they had a concert and, and a little class. Um but uh yeah, it's 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 pretty cool class. I mean, they learn. I was I was trying to remember when we were talking, but they learn. I know that Mo was playing Boston. She's playing Chris Stapleton. I mean, it's across she the board. She does. So. They do some things, and he does some things that keeps it fun, and they want to come back and play things. I was, I was telling Kevin as a kid growing up, I took piano lessons, but nothing wrong with this. But we took piano lessons out of the Baptist Hymnal, and so you know, playing the old rugged cross for all of your friends is not <laughs> yeah. as exciting yeah. as being able to play not, maybe a, a little bit of Billy Joel or something yep. like that. So um, it's the only way you're going to keep the kids truly involved, I think, is because they're going to have to enjoy the music that they're playing, and they're not just playing. Uh, Kevin's got a list of some of the things. But, you know, whenever we were younger, if I would play the guitar, I was just learning row, row, row your boat, those kind of things that didn't – but his – what are some of them that they've yep. so, got a list here? Yep, as we were talking about this, I remembered I had the program for Morgan's eighth grade uh, concert that they did at the school. So I've, I've grabbed it real quick. So that night they played Starting Over by Chris Stapleton. Yeah. They played Stand By Me by Ben King. The Scientist by Coldplay. Like a Stone 
by Audio Slave and More Than a Feeling by Boston. Yep. So uh, a wide variety, and I was going to look here. Um, the seventh grade classes, they they split up and did different hours, but you got Cream, Van Morrison, The White Stripes, John Denver, Weezer, Cage the Elephant, The Ramones, The Turtles, Dobie Gray, The Monkeys. So and all I was learning she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. <laughs> so, so that's a little different. A little different. A little so. different. So anyway, a shout out to that guy. Yep. That's something that I learned while I was at the lake. And then we also learned that Kevin likes to go eat dinner on a boat. Get ride right up to the <laughs> That is to nice. The, uh, even when the storm rolls yeah, through. Yeah, even when so. the storm rolls through. It's nice to just get off a boat and walk in and eat dinner. That so, is. Anyway, that's sort of our summer. Yep. One one other thing that happened in the summer I wanted to mention um, was, uh, and, and I'm sure if you're from the Sline area you heard about this, they, they tried to market it pretty good but uh we had an lpga event or a senior lpga yep. event the country club uh at the end of july and uh we did that right after we came back from the lake actually and i had a opportunity i volunteered to be a walking score for the round on saturday and the round on sunday um i will tell you it from the outside looking in it seemed like everybody did a great job so kudos to the country club and yep. and everybody that was involved in that um I had a blast. I thought it was a really cool event. Um, very seemed very well attended. Way better attended and supported than I thought it would be. Um, the, the, the the size. I I actually stayed at the lake after Kevin left for a couple more days, and uh, so I didn't get to go to any of it. But here's what was here's something that I want you to confirm to me. Multiple guys that sitting around talking at Great Life, talking about hey, who's the best guy golf golfer in yep. Salina? Yep. They give a couple of names. Can he compete with Annika Sornstrom or the lady who won it? Or they went naming several names. Yep. And the the consensus was they're not even close to as good as those women are. The best guy in Salina could not beat I, the better the best. Yeah, girls I don't. Won. And this is senior LPGA. Yeah, no, but I was involved in some of these conversations, and I did dispel some myths or rumors, I should say, that were going around. Um, the first day, so I didn't have an opportunity to watch the entire field since I was walking with a foursome right. and keeping score for them or a threesome. I was focused on that group. Sunday after my group was done, I did watch some of the groups come in, including the leaders, but I only saw them coming up 18. I didn't see them throughout the course. Okay. So I don't know that I can answer that question. Saturday, the group that I was with... I would say we're not very good. Now, keep in mind, these are senior players, so they're past their prime. Yep. Still good golfers, still kick my ass Beat when the we heck play. out of me oh, and yeah. you and yeah. everybody we play yep. with. Yep. Everybody we play yep. with. Yep. Sunday, so the cut was Saturday. So then Sunday was the people that made the cut. The group that I was with Sunday was significantly better. In fact, I got to see my first hole-in-one ever. One of the gals I was following hit a hole-in-one on 15 at the Country Club, which – if you know that course is probably the most difficult par three on the course, uh, that big long par three on what the back nine. What did she hit? So hit it with. I don't. I don't remember what club she hit it with. But see, and I can sometimes. I hit a five and, wood sometimes and don't get there. And there was nobody there to see it because <laughs> everybody that sets was with the bunker behind it. The bunkers behind it. There's long, just long and straight. And it, it's long and it's got two bunkers on the right side and a, and a but bunker on the left. But you walk down the, the left, stairs so. to come down to it. No, no, that's seven. Okay, no, seven. no, okay. it's a long. One. But it, I mean, it was. I, I felt so bad for her because everybody was following Kari Webb and Annika Sorenstam's group. But nobody was out nobody there. Like, even saw her she hit, hit it. the ball and she bends over to pick up her tee, and I just saw the ball disappear. It she because it 
kind of hit short and rolled up there. And I'm like, did I just go in? And she kind of looked up. And there's one guy that was watching one of the other holes that had turned around and saw it and started waving his hands oh in goodness. the air. And I'm like, I think that ball just went in. So, so the crowds really followed the yeah, 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 or they stood Kari in places Webb. where there's three or four holes, right. that, greens and tee boxes, so you can watch multiple holes there. So, but yeah, on Sunday the the uh, the entire gallery followed that final right. pairing, which was storybook for this event in the country club to have those two best golfers right. in that final pairing on Sunday that made it uh, so much better but the course congrats to, to Chris Rice the course superintendent the course was in as good a shape as I've ever seen that course or it's been a long time um, like I said it, it was just a great it seemed like a really well ran event and there's rumors that it might be coming back. I hope it does. I so, okay, get so you saw the it. senior LPGA. Correct. Would you say then, by watching the senior LPGA, that the normal LPGA, there's not a guy in Slana that can play with them? I, I don't know. I mean. I don't know who the best golfer is. I mean, I hear names and stuff. Right. But that's, I, I, I don't know how They hit the they, ball significantly shorter yeah. than the best Long than the better guys, guys play. Yeah. I mean, you know, like on number one, there were very few of them that got the ball past that bunker on the, on the right side of the green that I saw. Right. Um, and the better men golfers that I know hit that ball well past that bunker. So I I, I think uh, I think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. But I would say that it'd have to be the elite of the LPGA to compete with some of those guys that are that are Salina guys. What I'm oh, oh, not I'm just oh, no, Salina guys. Salina. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who the best golfer is in Salina. I just, so I, I just after hearing of the way yeah. that, like, like uh, Sorensen makes a par, uh, makes a three on the par five one from the tips. I don't know that I've ever even birdied it, but in on my a, life. on the chip in, not. Oh, I mean, she didn't. She didn't get in on the on and two and putt. No, two. she chipped in. So yeah. Hey, I take it how so, you no, can get it. <laughs> absolutely. I'm just saying that, uh, like I said, I, they just hit the ball shorter. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it, and that course is not long, so that sets up perfect for a tournament like that. I mean, she, <laughs> the one gal asked me because I was actually talking to her husband who was caddying for her, and we talked quite a bit throughout the course of the round, and. Uh, She's like, well, is this course long enough for you guys? And I'm like, well, it's long enough for me. Yeah, yeah. No but I'm not the guy you're you're wanting to ask that question to. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, hope it comes back. That was a oh, fun that, event. Yeah, so. congratulations to those guys. They do, they evidently did a great job and raised some money. Now the winner won. Tell me the number sixty. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it's probably it's six hundred thousand dollar purse. Total, sixty thousand so. to the winner. So the my girls, who we are a big. Uh, I am a big guy, and you will be too, and you probably already are, that uh, women are somewhat discriminated against in, in a lot of events. Yep. Now, I understand the amount of people showing up at this event yep. equates to what you're winning. Uh, but there's a lot of other things that upset me when it comes to I – mean, hey, even when it comes to like things like dance scholarships, things like that. They're mm -hmm. just they're cheerleading scholarships yep. that girls yep. – that are non-existent, basically. Yep. But the girl said to me, well, what would a guy won that if he'd have won a tournament? Yep. And I go, significantly more. 60 yeah. is a great day, and, but... Uh, and In my opinion, probably isn't a popular one, but you have to understand, at the end of the day, this is a business. Right. And they're trying right. to make money. I understand money. it. It's the and same so as the WNBA. If, if it's the, a subsidized yeah. business. If more people would attend the games, yep. and more people would support the league, 
then they could offer more money and pay and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't, I mean, I don't, I feel bad for, for the, like the WNBA had the whole deal with the women, you know, flying commercial to games versus chartering planes and stuff like that. You can only afford what you can afford. Right. It's, it is what it is. I mean, if, if I got nobody coming to the games, then I can't afford to, to charter a plane. I mean, well, they're being subsidized by the NBA to begin with. So, so it's, um, not just them, but you know, Allo and a couple of the girls is that back to the Boomer Sooner. The girls went in the College World Series at the beginning of the summer. Um, she got drafted, you know, yep. a day or two yep. later, whatever. But um, and they were talking about the girls that are in it, and there was three or four girls from the OU team that were seniors that had got drafted and was going on to play. But it's truly not a livable thing. No, it's not. I mean, I don't know if there's other countries that have it that it's bigger, but I don't think so. I think softballs. And and you know what? Softball's gotten huge. I mean, everybody knows that. Look yep. at the crowds and look at the stadium that they've done, what they've done in the Oklahoma City. And, and you go around to some of these college places. I went down to the University of Arkansas, great softball stadium, probably all over the SEC. Oklahoma's building a brand-new one sponsored by Loves. It's going to be an unbelievable stadium. But still, they don't draw like the football I, does. Correct. <laughs> or baseball. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think you're, we're just at the tip of the iceberg on softball. I think over the next few years, I mean, it's it's gotten big. It's going to continue getting bigger. But at the end of the day, even the best games, College World Series, I mean, I don't, I know they just added on to that stadium down in Oklahoma City, but let's but say 5,000, 6,000. Yeah, I, I don't know the, the number. Max 10, right. but not even probably right. that. So, but, I mean, and, and unless OU – or Oklahoma State's playing, they don't typically sell that facility out. So let's say average 2,500, 3,000 fans on a normal yep. College World Series game, you can't, there's there's not money in that. So people, if, if you, I'm all for women making as much money as they can and being closer to men and what but, they but make, sports, but they got to make the money to give them the yeah. money. So, well, I was I was telling uh, Lisa that same story. I said, you take away Oklahoma, the co- the women's college world series has been super fortunate because yes. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State's been there. Yes, and the local fans will come. If they neither one was there. Eighty percent of those local fans would never Correct. show up, or maybe maybe you, you might go on Saturday night to a game and buy tickets for a session, but you're not going to be there no. for a week like they are. No, right not now. like they're fortunate to have that. And it's different at Omaha. People travel to Omaha to go to the men's college World Series, yep. and uh, a funny thing about that stadium up there is they play primarily the College World Series in that stadium. I didn't really realize that. Mm-hmm. The minor league team doesn't play nope. there anymore. They play the Storm the, Chasers out in it's almost a, Sarpy County. It's a funny thing yep. that, how yep. that, that, that thing is yep. makes enough money to pay for itself just in a very limited amount of time. Yep. So, Well, hey, let's, let's talk some politics. It's, it's been a while. Good God. <laughs> so some breaking news. We'll start with that. So just last night at some point in the middle of the night, the Senate passed the, the new bill. They're calling it uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. So uh, I'll tell you my first thought this morning when I wake up and I see this. I, I guess, fortunately, they cut it from like $10 trillion to $740 billion by the time it was done. So I guess that's good. Was it truly in the trillions? I think it originally? was originally. So, and but, there was a lot of uh, – uh, go ahead. Well, my first thought is, well, we spent another $740 billion that we don't have. I, I, I mean – when does this stop? Like, if you're a business and you're being ran like the government is right now, you would have been out of business a long time ago. I mean, I just can't get over the spending right now. Mm. 
I mean, I'm, I'm for the prescription drug prices lowering and some of the things. Well, I'm, they're, I'm they're, all for the minimum required tax on, on corporations. If there, I mean, there's no reason corporations making billions of dollars are not paying a dime in, in income tax. I mean, I, I'm, and they I'm put for it those like kind 15%. Of yeah. So I'm good with all those things. But I just sit here and look at this. It's literally called the Inflation Reduction Act. And we're going to have to print money to get the money that they're spending. <laughs> I, I don't even understand how that's going to work. When I was 14, this is weird, but when I was 14 years old, I used to listen to Jim Ross. And Jim Ross would say... Is it old JR from wrestling? J, Jim, yeah, JR okay. from wrestling. Jim Ross, out of the Denison County Fairgrounds. And, you know, Jim Ross would say, Oh, my God, it's total carnage. Michael <laughs> P.S. Hayes has got Terry Gordy by the hair, and there's Kevin Von Erickson. And, and, oh, it's total carnage. I tell you this. To say all that, I believed at fourteen more, and trusted what was going on in that <laughs> ring than what I believe anything coming out of Washington D.C. and and it's a it is true. I mean, you just I mean I it is I struggle to watch it, and so this morning I told Lisa I said, Dad, did you see that bill they passed?" And I go, "Let's just read and see what what you know," and I think it's a joke. Yeah, the the same people were and the, one of the ladies, and it's also got this whole environmental thing Correct. going on. And there's a whole thing with EVs, but I yes. want to talk about EVs in another podcast well, okay, down the road. So here, here we, but here we are. The lady from out in Arizona starts saying, "Thanks to this, we're going to have water now." Have you not <laughs> been out by Lake Mead lately? It's going. It's about bone dry. I mean, how does passing a bill in Washington D.C. bring water? To Arizona, but she got on board with it. She, you know, she got on board with it, and then here we go, 50-50 vote, and the genius Kamala Harris is the separator. If it's so good or it's so bad or these all these things, I do not understand party line. That's where I go back to go. I'd rather have Kerry Von Erich fighting Michael P.S. Hayes, and let's just settle this the right way. Well, the reason not that a, happens is because you've got fifty people wanting this stuff in the bill, fifty people wanting this stuff in the bill. So it's all negotiation about what ultimately is in the other 850 yep. pages of this bill. Pork barrel. The Correct. Pork, we and that's that, 80% of eight, what they're for, spending eight, in for, this. What was it? 18 hours of people sitting around pork and pork and pork and I'll yep. go for it. How do you have to need, how do you need so much pork if you truly believe it's it's a 50-50 vote? So who's getting the pork on that? Because all the yeah. all the Republicans are going to vote no. Correct. Which I don't believe. If right. it's a good policy, if, there, if there's something good about it, Somebody out of 50 could have voted yes. Well, you got the two moderate Democrats that initially were leaning towards no, which then the bill would not have passed. Well, then they porked her and up. And then the last 24 yeah. hours, there was a whole deal about, I'm trying to remember what it was, about uh, hedge fund taxes. Right. They, and they the one gal want, decided. They uh, want to keep a cap on the hedge correct. fund taxes where the profits off of it are right. limited right. to not. The, if and they so, make over the billion. So they, they agreed the, to not have that in there. So she would vote but, yes for the but bill. But also they're looking ahead and going, it still has to pass the House uh, before it goes on through to be signed by. Um, correct. Yeah, by the president. Biden. But, but anyway, they, they were trying to. Do some things that we're going to keep the people on the House side happy Correct. as well. Correct. Oh, so yeah. So the whole thing is just, I mean, it's just a, to me, I'm, I'm telling you, I'd go back to 14, like I said, and just listen to Jim Ross. And I believe everything he said more than I believe any of Schumer, Pelosi, Biden, Kamala Harris. I just don't believe them. Which, by the way, if you're a Jim Ross fan, 
He's got a, an old wrestling fan from like the 80s and 90s. He has a phenomenal podcast that I literally listen to. I don't listen to it every week because some of them are – it's like he's – Well, he gets into OU quite a bit. He's talking – like he's watching a, a pay-per-view event, and he's like talking about what's going on through yeah. that. I don't listen to those so much, but like there was just one here recently about Brock Lesnar and about bringing him up and how they discovered him. And he talks a lot about the business side of the sport as well because he was a head of talent relations right. and hiring those people for the WWF for a long time. Great podcast if you're into wrestling and old Jim Ross. Well, and he's he's an interesting guy to listen to. Also, he's he's now nah, this is just to be thrown out there. Him and Toby Keith are good buddies. And Toby Keith, you know, stayed quiet for the whole summer and came out and said he had stomach mm-hmm. cancer, which was sort of a shock to everybody around him. He lives there on Grand where we live, and he. Uh, he normally makes a lot of appearances at some of the bars and stuff, and he's been absent this summer without any explanation. Well, come find out yep. that's what it was. But anyway, on on this, uh, what some of the, one of the names that I said a minute ago, the Von Erichs that he was an original recruiter of, and of course the old man Fritz Von Erich was the uh, dad of the whole thing and got kind of the, started the WWF or was a big part of it. But he, do you know that none of those boys, but one, are alive now? That whole group of Von Erich family. There's one. Think Kevin Von Erich's the only one still alive. They're our age. They're not like they're super old guys. Died from well, a couple of them committed suicide. A couple. I mean, they just. I don't know what went on in their family, but it. Yeah, they've know. had a tragic, well, tragic tales. Only on the Philip and Kevin project or the Kevin and Philip project. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. Do you go from politics? To the Von Erich family in <laughs> 70s wrestling in two sentences. Because it's so. more interesting than some bitches up there in Washington, D.C. But well, anyway, back to that. Washington, there was a few other things that yeah. we didn't get completely back into. Yep. The uh, During the week, and this bill's going on, quietly they've decided that the wall does work outside of Yuma, Arizona, and we're going to hurry up and get the wall built. No, they're not building the wall. They're, they're filling in the filling wall. In the There's gaps. a huge filling difference if you listen to the press secretary on, yeah, it's, it's, on those two statements. So, well, you talk about talking out of both sides of your mouth. So all along, for years, building a wall is racist. Yeah. It's racist. But now, filling in the wall where there's gaps to keep people from going through those gaps, that's not racist anymore. No, I mean, how no, the hell does they that were, happen? They were saying on it today, I was reading quite a bit about it today, and somebody said that uh, their fear this is not so much the, the racist side of it, but the animals that live down there, the jackals and the deer and the bobcats and this and that, don't have so they were trying to propose that we leave wide enough gaps that the wildlife can get to, and I about crap myself. Are you serious? We're gonna leave yeah. wide enough gaps that you gonna tell me some little Ethiopian can't slip through that same crack that a deer just came <laughs> through? And don't get me wrong, it's just a joke. I, I would never want the job of the press secretary of any president. Oh me either. But so I love Peter Ducey. I mean he. These questions that he has, I don't want to say they come out of left field because you know they're coming, but he phrases the question in a way that he knows they're going to be uncomfortable up there when they answer this question, and it's (laughs) how are they going to possibly spin this? So the other day, um, I'm drawing a blank. I can't even think of what her name is. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so they're saying now that they're building a wall to keep migrants from crossing in certain areas. There's certain areas where it's too dangerous to cross the river. 
Because a little girl drowned from Guatemala or somewhere, okay. Jamaica. So if, like if you went across a river and you say it's too dangerous to cross the river, what would you do? Build a freaking bridge. What? I, the river's too dangerous. So we got to help them out a little bit and get them to cross in other areas uh, where, where it's not so dangerous. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think a lot of this right now is about you got midterm elections coming up in Arizona. Yeah, we've so, got to satisfy those people. Yeah, the, so. the lady from Arizona was one of the moderate Democrats who was pushing to keep the hedge funds down, and they had to yep. appease her in some Correct. way. And she's got to appease her base as well. So Correct. So yep. she's, uh, I'm sure she pork-bellied pork or pork-barreled up pretty good for the people of Arizona. But I still can tell you this. They're not getting more water because of this bill. <laughs> Are you sure? There's no way. <laughs> I mean, I, I went out to, and I don't know if any of you guys have been to Lake Mead. Now, I only can tell you about Lake Mead from what I personally saw. But I've seen pictures of Lake Mead back mm-hmm. whenever it was filled, before yep. everybody out of California started stealing and Vegas from got it. Big Vegas and, yeah. gets big. And more of, the, more of the water, I think, goes back into Southern California than anywhere. But it is amazing at yep. the levels of that lake. It doesn't even look like the same lake. It's a... Uh, yep. It's a shell of what it was well and and if built. you follow have been following this you know what i'm about you know what i'm about to talk about but what's really fascinating to me about this lake mead thing is that all the bodies that they're starting to find mm-hmm. and and you're going to see all these missing gangsters and all the oh, crap yeah. from the vegas and like the 50s and jimmy 40s hoffa and might stuff. be right down there in the um, bottom of that i thing. mean they're finding them in barrels they're finding yep. them uh skeletons with Cement blocks tied to. I mean, it's interesting as as they're finding these. There was just one this past weekend. They found another body out there. So it'll be interesting as that lake drops. See what uh, what all they uncover that uh, the mob and everything had been thrown into that lake for decades. I, I don't know how long this would take or anything else, but but water. You everyone knows how important water is. And many years ago, Boone Pickens had proposed a water line ran out of Canada, you know, and pay rights to Canada or whatever, but when the spring melt comes, um, there's so much water up in Canada. I mean, they're, they're not going to run out of water. And he had proposed, you know, pipelines of water down to places like Lake Mead and places in West Kansas, which could have used it this year, Western Oklahoma and Western Texas. I still think Boone Pickens had a good idea mm-hmm. to this day. I mean, why would you not pipe in some of that excessive water that they have and, and eliminate some flooding in other parts? Um, but if the, I don't know how to how to think of a, as an environmentalist or whatever, but I can't see the sustainability of Lake Mead for those people for fifty more years. Right. If it keeps going the direction it's yeah, going, there's no way. Yep. Yep. No. Like Vegas no might be a ghost town in some some time soon. Yeah, I mean something's going to have to give for sure. But uh, so speaking of of we were talking about uh, Biden a few minutes ago, so. He got COVID for the second time in a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, double vaxxed, double boosted. Um, I was I was reading a, about a doctor who mentioned that it is really, 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 really important for us to build up our immunity against the virus, so that at some point, it's not going to affect us the way it has over the past few years. Right. Okay, well, how do you build up immunity? You either get it and you build immunity up naturally or you get immunized in some way. So he's double vaxxed and double boosted and he gets it twice in two weeks. (laughs) 
don't know. Anything I'm, you want to say about that? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a. You know, we we've. Have you been tested lately for it? No. I'll tell you, just going on the cruise ship, you they still require that you're tested 48 or 72 mm -hmm. hours prior to getting on. So, we went and were tested, and um, I honestly felt like it was a sort of a joke. I didn't feel like we were really tested. They they just you passed, you passed, you passed, you passed. Yeah. It wasn't I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't I think people's moving away from it. He and, and I think that maybe they keep trying to keep it hanging on. Yep. Well, the other big thing, uh, moving on a little bit as we, uh, I'm not sure how long this one's going to be because there's quite a quite a list of things. But and we've chased rabbits as usual a little bit. I told Kevin I wasn't bringing notes tonight. Just kind of kind of wing it from we, the side. I didn't know I was going to get into the Von Erich. Yeah, I didn't know JR and Kevin Von Erich <laughs> were going to be brought up tonight. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, but there's a lot of fun things. So what what do you got next? On well, the let's just talk this? just real quick. Uh, keeping with politics, we got a couple other things we we're going to talk about. So so obviously the current recession right now. Um, going back to uh, my boy Peter Ducey there in the White House and and his his deal. So he uh, he had an exchange with the press secretary. I, I think it was a week or two back, maybe. So the current administration is now defining or redefining the term recession. Uh -huh. And so she said, he asked her about that. She flat said, we are not. So then he states that the term recession means two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row. She says that is absolutely not the definition of, of what a recession is. She said she even said it's not the textbook definition of recession. So I did a little digging on this. Um, I didn't do the digging. Somebody else did the initial digging, but I came across it as I was doing some searches. So there is a book out there called The Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms. Over five, six thousand terms are in this book. Recession is one of those. So you go look it up in the textbooks. She says, it does not say this, the exact definition of recession is a downturn, downturn defined by many economists as at least two consecutive quarters of decline in a country's gross domestic product. <laughs> she flat lied to everybody when That's she answered shocking. that question. She's never read that but, book. She doesn't know. But, but you, you've got to sugarcoat anything. I know. And that's what I mean. I think it's funny when I sit there and watch her squirm and try to turn something around. So I, I got, you know, I, you know, I love these Biden clips. So I got a, this is a clip I found from 13 months ago, directly out of Joe Biden's mouth. And by the way, talk of inflation. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. So, again, if it turns out that what I've done so far, what we've done so far, is a mistake, it's going to show. It's going to show the economy's not going to grow like it wasn't before. People aren't going to have jobs with increased pay like it was before. People are going to be out of work like it was before with no options. Unemployment's going to continue to climb instead of continue to go down. If that happens, then my policies didn't make a lot of sense. 
So, so what do y'all think? I think his policies make, make a lot of sense <laughs> from his own mouth. From his own mouth. From Isn't his own mouth. I, I think it's funny that, I mean, it's always been around, but this day and age with technology and all that kind of stuff, I mean, with the, and I'm not saying this is Biden, this is every politician, but where they talk on both sides of their mouth and all that kind of stuff, just like that. Those those comments are always going to come back to haunt you. Right. Always. I, I just think it's funny when I found that. So, but yeah, I was I was thinking about this and I was doing a little digging. So January sixth of this year, so seven months ago, eight months ago, gas was a dollar ninety three a gallon. No inflation to speak of at that point. There was discussions that it was coming. No supply chain issues. That term was never used for anything whatsoever. Did you say a dollar ninety three? A dollar ninety in January. In January. So you 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 know. So what? January sixth, we know what happened that day. Yeah. So this was right before then, right? Um, economy was the strongest in probably fifty years. Border was as secure as it had been in a long time. No real labor shortages. Nobody really talked about that too much. I mean, there it was starting with co- after because people thought once. Well, people just have the COVID money. Work. Correct, That's, right, yeah. right. So, stock market record highs, four hundred one k's record high values, interest rates at record lows. Do you even look at your four hundred one k or your or? I try not stuff? to now. Did you know it came in the mail the other day and and honestly, we said just throw it in trash. Don't even open it. Just throw it in trash. I, but I hey, it's gonna, it'll it'll be better. It'll so. it'll get better, um, but what am I going to do about it? Read yep. it and be mad. Yep. I basically I just own more stock, cheaper now. Good time to buy if you got the money. <laughs> so um, the last thing, politic wise, and we'll move on to a couple other things uh, before we wrap it up. But uh, so the Brittany Griner thing, obviously, we haven't. That's all kind of blown up since since last time we did a podcast. And what do you and, go on your whole take on Brittany Griner? Which she broke the law. I, I I'll just start it off. She broke the law in another country. Now is the is the punishment she get warrant the crime that she has? No, I don't think so at all. But, but when you break the law in another country, you're we, at the it, mercy of their court system. That's that's would be my fear. I did not take drugs into Mexico, knowing that you know I went and, and I and me and you both have traveled. Yep. Did you take drugs with you when you went? No, that I, you weren't supposed to. I was even scared to take a banana. You go to countries like that. I mean, they're you know. Yeah, I mean, it's here's here's my thing on the take. I, I agree with you. I think that the punishment was too harsh for the crime. It is. Um, and I, I don't I, think she'll actually do No, this. she's not going to do This is all a political move by Russia to negotiate multiple people that we probably have imprisoned or something else. Right. Ultimately, we're going to make a deal. Name Correct. Enough. I mean, hopefully, we throw it, a few more names in there it, with her because there's some other people that are unjustifiably still in Russian Here, prison. Here's why, after we talk about this, I'm not going to give this another thought the rest of my life, hopefully. Yeah. Until she think comes it's back funny. and writes a book and makes $10 million. I, I, I think it's funny that she's begging the United States government for help. So very you refuse to go on the basketball court during the national anthem. You take it another step further and say that the national anthem shouldn't even be played before games. Then you carry illegal drugs into another country, get caught, and ask that same country for help. Yep, that's a joke. That's a joke. So, I, I you on, know, on on her side of it, and this is one of the things. Uh, after she got her sentence, nine and a half year sentence is what she was given. After it was stated, 
Biden came out immediately and said it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was over, you know, overstepping everything else. I want to tell you, I know not personally, but I know people with the marijuana charges yep. in Oklahoma in the last twenty years mm-hmm. that were maybe a mule, maybe had right. over. Let's say that they had over a half a pound, which would or whatever the whatever the right. amount is. Half the, a pound of marijuana is quite a bit of marijuana, right. but. Whatever the amount yeah. is that says that you're, they were they weren't just recreationally not, smoking it. They, they were, were taking it correct. somewhere or whatever. But just prison sentences could be yep. up to life in prison. Yeah, yeah. in Oklahoma, for a minor and marijuana you're just charge. Not just saying Oklahoma. I'm just saying that's the laws right. I know. My right. brother was a highway patrolman there, yep. and he said he could not stand it because he said he would stop people that had that amount. Yep. And I know that all they are is the guy driving it from. Yep. Texas to Kansas or right. wherever he was doing. And we were giving life sentences. But then we turn around, ride around, he's so hypocritical and say, Russia's in the wrong for giving her such a long sentence. Yep. Look in the mirror. We're yep. just as bad, yep. if not worse. I was going to say the same thing. It's horrible. Kamala Harris had that whole tweet that she sent out right after this happened. And I'm like, so basically what you're saying is, uh, for, at least from this administration, I, I'm sure it would be the same in other administrations as well. But if you're not rich and powerful, you're not famous, then we don't give a shit about you. But right. since you are, but now we're negotiating, so we're looking at giving back Ru- or the initial trade, which Russia didn't accept, so they want more. Right, was for this chip in merchant of chip death in. guy Victor Bout or whatever his Is name she was worth going for a guy that's a yeah. that's a gun smuggler no, and not a gun to trader? me not to me I really don't want that guy back out there I mean compare <laughs> but I tell you the the biggest joke for me is even in Oklahoma, they've passed the laws. Now you can grow a certain amount of recreational marijuana in your own backyard perfectly mm-hmm. legal you can all you can go out and do is go online or walk into any place and if you haven't been to Oklahoma in a long time, go to the town of a thousand people, there'll be four distributors in that town. There's yeah. no question. Every town, Oklahoma City probably has a thousand distributors of marijuana. Um, yet, we still have people sitting in jails that were picked up five years ago for possessions of marijuana. Mm-hmm. I think it's a joke. Yeah. And then they sit and cl- gripe and bitch that they don't have enough money to uh, pay for the prison system. Right. Well, let some of these nonviolent. Yeah. 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 Hurt no one crimes. Let them yeah. go. Yep. No, and it's funny because, I mean, this stuff's going on. I mean, we we offered to send them back a serial killer that we have behind bars for a basketball player. Yeah. Like, this stuff is going on right now. And people, I mean, this is so 2022 right now. People don't even bat an eye at it. Like, nobody even cares. Like, in July, I don't remember the date. July, it was early July. So there was this whole deal that went down that Biden sold nearly a million barrels of our country's oil, which, by the way, we're having these price issues because we're, you know, I'm not going to even get into that. In the middle of this massive, massive energy crisis we're having right now, he sells millions of barrels to a Chinese company that his son's private equity firm owns a huge stake in. Hmm. And Democrats wanted to impeach Trump over a phone call. Like, this doesn't make any sense anymore. Why are people talking about this stuff? Didn't Pelosi's husband just buy stock that they voted on within the next three or four days? They they ended up not voting on it. But, yeah, so, yeah, so, but this has happened multiple times. I mean, they definitely have insider information. There's no question to it. And did you see, 
Joe Rogan gets to, me and you can sit here and we can say crazy things and come up with conspiracy theories and everything else. Do you know now that we potentially could be sued if me yeah. and you have a conspiracy I'm a, theory? I'm going to have that. That's, that's going to be on another yep, deal. That's going to be on another podcast topic. That uh, but you go that look Sandy at what Hook. Joe Rogan is. I mean, Joe Rogan would go out and just blast the judge every day. Hey, I know he, he said Sandy Hook wasn't. A, I mean, he's been saying it since day one that it wasn't a real thing. There's people everywhere that says that 9-11 was, was done by the U.S. Yep. government and everything. Are they getting in trouble for their conspiracy yep. side of it? But all of a sudden, Seth Rogen, I mean, not Seth Rogen. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan <laughs> is basically getting yeah. thrown under the bus. And he, in his freedom of speech, I feel like it's been taken completely yep. away. No, I want, I want we to can get into that yeah, later. I want, that's but, a topic I want to get into down the road because I, I agree with that. But me and that, you, so. it almost goes to the point where you say, nobody's going to listen to me and you. We're not going to reach mass mass media point that Joe Rogan's at. But it basically does take away some freedom of speech and some of these conspiracy. I mean, there's conspiracy theorists on everything. If our listeners would share it with one of their friends, this podcast, maybe we can get to the numbers Joe Rogan gets to and and uh, well, I hope make we don't the money for making. 43 million or anything. Yeah. I mean, didn't he, he lost 43 million and he has another lawsuit coming up in Austin for another family. Um, but so. you know he 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 does spread this conspiracy theory that that didn't really happen, all this kind of stuff. But I've heard it from multiple outlets. Yep. So does all the outlets get sued for it or what? I mean, you can probably go on the internet tonight and find multiple places that says it never happened. Mm-hmm. But Joe Reagan pays the price for it because he's the famous one yep. and the rich one. Well, speaking of something that happened, but it really never happened apparently. Um, this is the one of the last things before we get to something a little local here, and this is we're we're done with the politics section of the podcast. So, uh, apologize, this one might run a little bit long, but we're not too bad. We're about fifty minutes in, but so Deshaun Watson's ruling came down, yeah, um, over the past week or two. So I, I'm assuming you saw that. If you, if, you know, six games is what ultimately he got suspended. Um, but the NFL wasn't happy about that. Which no, so let's start with that. So. I thought the NFL you, was the one suspending him. I didn't realize no, it was you, an outside source. Yeah, you sent him to an arbitrator, right? So yeah. typically when that happens, whatever that decision is, that's the final decision. Right. So that comes down at six games. So the NFL's pissed. So Goodell wants to fight it, and he wants to suspend him for more, which I agree with him. I think it's a joke. But why go to arbitration if you're just going to overrule it anyway and do what you want to do? Why can't as the NFL – I mean, I'm sure it's in there – and their contracts or bargaining agreements, I thought whatever. Would, I thought Goodell would be the one doing the suspension. I yeah. had no idea that somebody else was coming no. in from the outside. And it should be Goodell. If he's the commissioner, it should be Goodell. But I'm guessing it's, like I said, in the bargaining agreement or something, some sort of labor union thing that the players have that something like this goes. I, I get that. But then How can a player fight even it after stand that? up for what he's done? No. I, it, to me, I truly think this – if you settle with 25 to 28 people and you, it's all hush-hush and everybody's got to keep through, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. The guy's done something. He's done it. Yes. There's no question he's done it. So I'm not going to accuse All of their stories are, are the liars. same as far as what happened. Right. And come from multiple yep. places. And, and, and I'm going to try. I was talking about this at Great Life, and I'm going to not say it the way I said it then because I got roasted because the way it came out was not the way I meant it to come out. But... 
I'm not a professional athlete. I don't get massages on a daily or weekly basis, but I do get massages on, or I used to, I don't as much now because I don't have time, but I used to get massages on a regular basis. And I say once every two or three months, once every month. I mean, it wasn't a lot. Right. When you find somebody who knows what they're doing. That's who you stick with. Correct. You don't go to a different masseuse every month. He over was in the 30, hundreds. 40. He was yeah. in the hundreds right. of uh, even Boomer Esiason said as a professional football player. He said we, I had a couple of that, that over my career. Yep. I had to have one out when he was in Cincinnati and back when he was yep. in New York. And he said, I get having one because right. you are so sore when you wake right. up the next morning yep. from yep. being tackled and beat to death that you want one. But he goes, but if it, it didn't take me a hundred. Correct. Correct. To find the right one. So basically, he was sexually harassing the other. Whatever he's been. Here's the funny part of this. I believe he did. So in the NFL, so if you deflate footballs during games, you get a four game suspension. If you gamble on games that you don't even play in, 17 games. Yeah. Kick your wife's butt in an elevator, two games. Yep. Get accused by 30 women of sexual assault, six games. Yep. So you're it's saying terrible. that gambling is worse than sexual assault. I mean, like three times worse. Like that's ridiculous. So, and now, well, you know when Robert Kraft says the suspension is bad, it's it's yeah, a joke. Robert Kraft was the same. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that he was doing exactly the same. thing. No, but he came out and said that that suspension was a joke. So you know if he's saying it's a joke, it's a joke. Because you he, know what, uh, Cle- Cleveland. Giving him guaranteed money and getting rid of Baker, it is what it is. He probably is better than Baker, but in the end of the day, I think Cleveland was at least relevant with Baker there. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years prior to Baker showing up, they were an irrelevant franchise. Uh, as a matter of fact, a joke. Yeah. So if what they did to Baker is enough to make me hope that Cleveland just. Fails tremendously. Oh. I saw where Hunt was wanting to get uh, traded to get today. Everybody outside of Cleveland would agree with that statement. Yeah, and they they just they cut off their own nose to spot yeah. their face every time. So Trevor Bauer in the major in Major League Baseball got a three hundred and twenty four game suspension. That's two full seasons. Two full and his for non criminal right sexual assault allegation allegations only. Two full seasons, six hundred or sixty million dollars in lost pay, over one count of a non-criminal allegation. Baseball funk dunk around. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Deshaun Watson's suspension is going to cost him three hundred k. So, all right. Anything no, else on that? That's I, I, it's, it's a it's, joke. It's a joke, and uh, and for me, I will. I spent the last four years being somewhat a Cleveland. Browns fan, um, only because I, you know, I like Baker and I did like uh, the the running back. The uh, I didn't like Odell Beckham going there. I like Jarvis Landry. Um, I like Hunt just fine, but he's not the prime quarterback. But the, what's running backs out of Georgia? What's yeah, his name? Um, 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 anyway, they I, I liked him. I liked him. Chow, Nick Chubb. It, um, but I won't. Well, first of all, you won't have to worry about watching them because they won't be on TV around <laughs> yeah. here anymore. Um, but we'll get into football more next week and see yep. what we like. I, yep. I did see one little thing that Oklahoma this week was the first time in since Stoops was around. Um, 
I think 15s of the year, they said. First time we've been ranked outside of the top eight in the country to start the season. First time in a long time. So, And I don't expect us to – I mean, I w- wish for the best, but I don't expect we will finish much higher than that at the end of the year. But I we'll don't see. go there yet. Yep, we'll go we'll, there. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. So, speaking of, speaking of football, uh, we did have some late-breaking news uh, this morning as well. So, uh, one of your assistant coaches uh, resigned, who had yeah. been at OU for a long time. Um, I'm sure you listened, read all about it. What's your take on this? You know what? It, it, I was your only take the, my take from it, is, uh, and it's Kel Gundy. Yep. It doesn't say what word he says. He read a kid's iPad in front of the team because the kid wasn't paying attention during a practice session. He took his iPad from him, read whatever he was writing. He evidently was writing a rap song. And he read the words to it and evidently said something that was offensive to someone. I don't know who. Um, but in in his defense, and you have to get a lot more into this to understand what happened, really, because it's just really breaking news. I really think this went above even Brent Venable's head. Um, but whenever you have people coming out immediately from Coach Stoops to Joe Mixon to yeah, just guys. Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon was – guys. guys have come out wholeheartedly and said there's not a racist bone in this man's yeah. body he and to tell you the truth and i've said this before on our podcast kel gundy is our recruiting source you won a heisman trophy at, at oklahoma in the last few years kel gundy recruited you if you're a first round draft pick from oklahoma kel gundy recruited you he recruited all the running backs the quarterbacks the i mean he's he is oklahoma football um I always was surprised that he stayed and never yeah. never went out and tried to get – but he loves Norman. He, of course, he went there out of high school, grew up in Midwest City, went to went and play, played football there, never left. Been a Sooner for 24 years. His brother's right up the road making five always, times the money. I always wonder what Thanksgiving dinners are like yeah. with those two sitting at a table across from each other. Well, it's pretty bad for Mike because <laughs> he normally is on the wrong end of it. But anyway, I mean, it, it, from all – all signs, and what everybody says, anybody who's ever coached with him, played with him, or played for him says, the greatest guy ever. And uh, for one, read a word that someone else wrote to get you, essentially, they're calling this a resignation. He essentially was fired. Well, and and, th- and this, is a, like this is a record moment here on this podcast. Note this down, that I'm going to defend somebody at OU, <laughs> but... Number one, it seems to me there's something else going on here. And this it is an outsider looking in. It has to be. Because somebody who's been there that long, you've had zero problems with that person and he's your, the entire time he's been there. He's your brain source to recruiting. He and, knows every Texas coach by first name. Okay, so he said a word he wasn't supposed to say, and it offended somebody. He it read happens. It. He read it off, off of, of somebody kid's else's iPad. iPad. Correct. Yeah. I think that probably warrants potentially a suspension of a few games or something. I, I don't know what that would be. But to basically be forced to resign is is what happened. I think um, it's a and part potentially of the change. ruin the rest of his career over something stupid like I mean, it's not stupid, but something so small. Joe is, Mixon said there's something else behind Joe it. Joe Mixon said that he has set his entire life he's his coaches, wide receivers and running backs. African-American kids are primarily the running backs and the African. That's who he sat in a room with for 24 years. Mm -hmm. Joe Mixon said that word flies over his head in practice, in, um, in the film rooms, everything. 
ten times more than footballs does. Yep. He's sat and listened to that word his whole life, and to fire him because he read it off of some. I mean, yeah, it's not. I, I say fire. Right. Well, he was forced, forced to, to resign. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he's got guys that are black guys that are defending him and saying it's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. But. Oklahoma, a lot of people say this about Oklahoma, and it's the same thing what they did when they shut down the whole fraternity a few years ago. And they said, it's Oklahoma at this point. Yeah. They they are very, they're woke. Yeah. And so, you know, and his brother has gotten trouble for the, some similar type actions. His brother was wearing Well, he's wearing that OEN shirt. Yeah. The OEN shirt. Yeah. But they're guys that are... Not that way. Yeah. I just cannot believe that they're yeah. any I think it's, form that way. It's funny that a coach got in such a hubbub about wearing a, a shirt for a news channel. At a lake. Yeah. At so yeah. I'm glad that uh, nobody cares what shirt but I wear. Anyway, at that's, I mean, that's kind of getting into football. But I, I, I truly feel if it was given my opinion on what happened, somewhere along the line there, Brent Venables has got some say in some of this. I don't know that Brent's not putting a – thumb down and saying this is my my thing now because this gets rid of almost all coaches that were because several left that were there before with Lincoln Riley and thank God Lincoln Riley's going to the the big 12 now I mean the pack uh, big 10 big 10 now that just tickles yep. me we'll, to we'll death. talk about that yeah, in a yeah, we'll couple go. weeks but, but anyway I, I think maybe Venables wants his own thumbprint on the whole yep. thing and so hey he's the head coach then that's we yep. hired him Yep. If that's what you wanted, then let's go get it. Yep. Well, we weren't planning on talking about that, but that popped up this morning. No, that so. just popped up last night. Yep. And Lisa read that well. to me. Like She said, you're not going to believe this, because I've said for years, I love Kel Gundy. I watched and knew Kel Gundy when he was in high school. I knew Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy's closer to my age, and Kel's just a couple years younger than me. They were tremendous baseball players. They played with a lot. The guy, You know the guy that was in the cheating scandal from the Houston Astros? Yep. Um the manager, yeah, he um, played with the Gundys and everything and everything. I mean, they were just everybody knew them because they were great athletes, and everybody knew they were going to go Division One or whatever, or get drafted in baseball. Um, and so, he's been in the limelight since he was fourteen years old. He didn't just all of yep. a sudden at fifty become a racist. Over, I mean, just doesn't. It, it, none of it makes sense, and and it's a shame and a mark. Like you said, it's a mark on him that will follow him. Yeah. Yep. And it shouldn't. Yep. So, well, that uh, that takes us right up to the hour. Um, which well, now at the hour we can go a few more minutes because yep. Kevin wanted to talk about a few well a few things here in Salina. Yeah, I was gonna just saying in, in some podcasts coming up, we we've talked about some topics that that we want to touch on moving forward, and one of the things that I think is going to be a, a recurring topic uh, because of the uh, volume of this is we've got quite a few new restaurants opening up in town here in Salina. Um, but you know, Phil and I always like to get a meal and, and, uh, hopefully it's good. So, uh, you got the prickly pear opening up here pretty soon. I know that's been long awaited, uh, downtown restaurant here in town. So it sounds like they're by the end of this month, I think they're supposed to be open. So we're going to have to have we'll a good one. Try take it right away. Go try that and it's one got out. The outdoor seating there yep. with the little stage on the end. Stage. I think. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yep. So that'll be a what interesting else is concept. Open? I haven't. So we got uh, so, and this one's not Salina, but so that legacy restaurant used to be where Brookfield or where Brookfield Chicken used to be in Abilene. Yeah. So they had the situation where they got in trouble for not paying their taxes. They closed the restaurant, and then the guy from Junction City that owns that Munson Prime, right. which 
the the one time I went there was a hor- the worst dining experience I've ever had. But supposedly the guy knows how to to raise cattle and and has a pretty good steak. So he was last yearish maybe he was proposing to combine the two restaurants and kind of help Brookville the owners kind of get out of some of the debt and stuff. Whatever happened, well, that, that all fell through. Into some kind of money problems from one or so, the other. Yeah, right? so that fell through. And uh, so then the, the restaurant went up for auction. He bought it. And so now it's going to be a combination of, because his steakhouse in Junction City was the one around the interstate there that burned down. Yeah. So it's going to be a combination. They're going to do steaks and stuff uh, like the old Munson's Prime had. And then supposedly he's got the recipes. They're going to do the family-style chicken. They're going to have chicken fried steak and the family-style sides that Brookville had. So it's going to kind of be a combo restaurant, but I think that just opened maybe this weekend or a week or two ago. So, um, looking forward to, to going to give that a try. I'll have to... I was in Stillwater last night and ate at the Texas roadhouse and it was just packed. We went out always at six o'clock and, uh, just totally packed. And, um, Harper was talking about, she's, well, she's already went out and talked yeah, to the manager there, and was yeah. applying there and everything. But, um, we started looking around there, and I said, well, look how many. She said, well, they still said they need several servers. We start counting bodies mm-hmm. in that place. I don't know how they would need more. And, and I would say I counted at least 40 people working, and they were just going everywhere, teas, and three or four, three or four people came to our table, yep. whatever. But the whole place is packed, and it was great service, good food, everything about it. But our town, I'd never see that good no. of a service. no. And That's why these restaurants find, fail. Yep and, yep, and I don't know how even these new ones opening are going to find. Nope, and that's where I'm going with this. So yeah. you've got so there's a new place in Sunset Plaza. I just drove by the other day. I don't know anything about it. Some sort of southern food place. It's going to be right on the end, that right next to Broadway, across from Big Cheese. I just saw a banner hanging on the on the side of the building saying it was coming soon. Um, we've got rumors about a Chicken Max. I they. They're looking at places in town. I just saw in the paper today that Slim Chickens that opened up in McPherson's looking at expanding into Salina. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, Popeye's just closed, and I don't know the details behind that. But, uh, I mean, every I time I went in there, they were short people. The They're service was short. horrible. Every, everywhere you My go order was wrong every short. time. So, yeah. So where are these people? I mean— Stillwater's fortunate that they do have right, a thirty thousand right, person college, campus, yeah. and that's—I mean—that's what every kid looked like that exact age. But then we went out to Walmart, and Stillwater has three WalMarts, smaller population than Salina, three WalMarts. So that tells you what the advantage of having a big university yep. in your school in your town is. Um, but every everywhere that we went, the I went to two different WalMarts, and I went to uh, a home goods store and several other places went by and i actually have a new cell phone and so i uh, got it in stillwater yep. a week or so ago i've been doing a lot of business in stillwater here lately am i starting to change sick them go start pokes, wearing you gonna start wearing orange i black? even was walking around in the walmart and ran into a lady that i knew whose daughter runs track for osu and she was in there shopping with her daughter and um, i had a hard time saying anything bad about them <laughs> starting to kind of like Whoa. Maybe, maybe event, when, when once once OU leaves the Big Twelve, Kevin to Kevin's demise. I'm not going to become a K State fan. I'm going to automatically become a Oklahoma State fan in the Big Twelve, but not until OU leaves. Other than maybe one game a year, if when they decide to to get that back on the books, I, I so. bet you they don't do it every eight years. 
I it, bet it'll it, be very it'll be a while. few and far between. It'll be hard. Yeah. Well, first Just of like all, KU and Missouri did, but now they're getting it back, and we play Missouri this year. So I think it's a hard thing for either one of us to justify if you're in leagues that are tough enough. Well, Oklahoma State will start feeling like they should be winning the league. They're going to think that way. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And Oklahoma's going to say, why put another tough game on the schedule? Yeah, but, oh, I mean, you got Nebraska. Oh, well. <laughs> When the Nebraska game was scheduled, maybe. But, I mean, you guys always have, you know, typically have one game a year in that non-conference. Yeah, that's a good, a good Right. Game. So, I mean, that, you know, that could that could take that place. I mean, Ohio, that Ohio State contract's done. Yeah. Nebraska will be done after this year, which that's a big name that, I mean, that's one of those games that Nebraska doesn't have anything to lose, but OU does by right. losing that game. Right. So, I mean, that's I, kind I, of the same deal. We'll get into it when but, we get into the football. But I'm, I'm hoping Nebraska's better. God, I just—I mean, I know you don't, but I—I I hate for them to just stay at the bottom of the barrel. I think they're—they're. They're, we'll that see. That might be their destiny. So with USC and UCLA but, joining up with them, that might be their. Yeah. Destiny. So we got some new restaurants opening up in town, so we'll be uh, visiting those, and, yep. and we'll tell you. We'll tell, tell you, you what if we they think have about enough staff them. So, or yeah, not. <laughs> I just—I went to Buffalo Wild Wings here, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, and probably had the best service that I've had there in a long time. And you know I haven't Unf been in there in four months now. Unfortunately, the food was not, not so good. good. So they have these new. Uh, they look like hot. They're basically a hot dog, but with a chicken tender, fried chicken tender, in there instead of the hot dog. Yeah. And so one of them was a buffalo chicken. They put some some buffalo sauce and some coleslaw over the top of it. The other one I had had like a beer cheese on it and some, like maybe some grilled onions. I don't remember what was on. Very the, the that one was really good. It had potential, but. You look at the picture on the menu, and they got this big ass chicken tender from end to end. I get <laughs> like this Sonics. thing, yep. and that chicken tender was not even half the length of the bun. I actually took a picture of it; it was so bad. Um, I talked to the waitress. She's like, "Yeah, that's horrible. I won't charge you for that because there's nothing there but a bun." But um, yeah, the food was terrible, but I'm, service was good, so they got that figured out, I guess. For, for many years, I was single. You know, till I was. Right before my 32nd birthday, I was single that whole time. I was waiting on Lisa to find me. But uh, I used to eat at Sonic a lot. Mm -hmm. And I thought Sonic hot dogs, fat, plump, good chili on them, everything else. Onion rings were big onion rings. Somewhere down the line, Sonic quit serving food. And now their hot dogs are no bigger and round than my pinky. Their onion rings are literally rings. You can put it on your... I mean, there's just... Pit, yeah. the, some reason, these big conglomerates go away from the food and... Money. Well, they're a drink place now. I think Sonic should just yeah. do away with food and yeah. just be a drink place. I, but I used to love it. The hamburgers were thicker and better. And I don't know when it... Yeah. Well, they also sold, too. Remember, they yeah. now are a part of Arby's or somebody like that. Yeah. They're not the same yeah. Yeah. local people. With Buffalo Wild know. Wings, Arby's, and... Because that's why Buffalo Wild yep. Wings started serving tater tots, and and they're trying to do some cross stuff. I mean, I, I you know all these restaurants get a lot of the food. It used to be like, and and I know your your uh, uh, place that you guys had when you were young was never wasn't a, a chain by any stretch. But you went and got the food yourself, and you. I mean, prepared the food. It was yep. good food. When they all get them from the same distributor, so it's right. the same food. And once you're like, well, I can I can buy onions, cut them, bread them myself, and fry them. They're going to be delicious. Or I can just buy them already battered, and I'm going to make 
three times as much money. That's what it all. That's boils what down they do, to. and then it and, starts with one thing and, and it no just, labor, and it keeps going on and well, on. That's and what on. The, the old onion rings at Sonic used to be hand yep. onion yep. rings. They're not now. They're nope. frozen yep. onion rings right out of yep. a package. Yep. But you could, could probably go buy at Sam's. Yep. No, we talked about that because my wife worked at Sonic, and those back in the day they were hand oh, they were hand breaded and fried, and now they're they and come in a bag. Onions, and, different yep. size onions. Some were thick. Now they're all the same. Well, now I'm hungry, so. Well, I guess we better wrap it up yep, then. We will. Uh, any? It's good um, to be back. Yep, we'll be back. So I think we're going to, like I said, here in the next couple of weeks, we'll do a football podcast and talk about the Big 12 football season coming up and talk about K-State. Get into the mighty Kansas City rules a little bit. Yeah, I probably won't do that too oh. much. Not much. Well, we will, but that'll be a short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't much to talk about there. It's so. uh, It's been a disappointing summer, and, th- and now they're just, well, it's no, trade starting over. We're just, yep. Which, I, I get it. It is. I love Bobby Witt Jr. Though I mean, yep. that's that's the bright light at the end of the tunnel. Just we need him about with four players. or five more of him, though, unfortunately, yep. and about five years. So, but yeah, we'll do that. We've got some other topics, like I said, that we talked about throughout this podcast. That well, I guess we we're ready to to talk about. We'll bring up, but uh, we'll get back on our normal schedule, and and we'll be back. Share in us two with weeks. a friend. Let's get more than uh, twelve listeners this year. Yeah, hey, we're going for twenty. Let's let's double that twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.